This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. What's up, folks? Uh, taking an ad out on my own podcast. Just so I can let you know about, uh, once again, these upcoming dates I have for my Hard to Say show. March 22nd, I'm in Denver. March 24th, I'm in Boulder, Colorado. And March 27th, Fort Collins, Colorado. If you're there, if you know anyone there, it would mean the world to me if you let people know about this. Uh, I'm going to be doing more shows as well. Seattle, Portland, Santa Cruz, Bay Area, look out for that. But if, if you could please let people know the 22nd. 24th and 27th, I'm going to be in Denver, Boulder, and Fort Collins doing comedy about my experience living with trigeminal neuralgia, uh, a.k.a. suicide disease. This is a show I've been working out uh, for a while that that has been extremely fulfilling and uh, wonderful, uh, you know, despite not being good feeling physically. Um you know, I know I harp about it a lot and all this stuff going on with my medical situation. This has been sort of my coping and my reason for continuing. So I have, uh, uh, I'm excited to finally do it somewhere else other than Los Angeles. So please, if you're in Denver, Boulder, Fort Collins, go to kyleayers.com slash shows, K-Y-L-E-A-Y-E-R-S.com slash shows. Uh, I have a mailing list you can sign up for there as well. It'll let you know when I'm in your area. That's the best stuff you could do to possibly support me would be that sort of thing there. Thank you very much. Um, I hope this was a, I hope I uploaded this ad properly to my own show. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen, this is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Hey everyone, this has Never Seen It. I'm your host, Kyle Ayers. This is the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies they've never seen before, and we read their script. Uh, and TV shows. And that's what we got today. Today, Joe Zimmerman has never seen The Bear, but he rewrote it, and we read his script. Joe is an incredible stand-up comedian, just one of the funniest most talented comedians he has a new special out called cult classic it is on nate land nate bargazzi's production youtube channel you can go find that there you're gonna love this episode uh his script is very funny maybe about 15 minutes in we're joined by john ozelay as well they're just uh it, it is great I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, I do want to thank everyone who took time to take a look at that GoFundMe for me for this trigeminal neuralgia. I am absolutely overwhelmed in a positive way with the response. I'm overjoyed. I'm, I don't know how to describe it. It is um, wonderful. And uh, thank you. You know, uh, it, this is a long, nightmarish thing. And I'm feeling like I can get back into trying to find a way around it, through it, and whatever that looks like. So thank you so much to everyone who checked that out. It'll be up for probably only just a couple more days at GoFundMe.com slash Just trying to get a little bit so I can get a specific MRI to see if I can redo getting this, this brain surgery, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, thank you so much. Completely, absolutely blown away with the response in, in the most positive, wonderful 
way. Um, anyways, let's get into the episode. Thank you. Uh, Joe Zimmerman has never seen The Bear, uh, but we read his script. You're really, really, really going to love this episode. Here you go. Well, hey, thank you for being here, Joe Zimmerman. Thank you for having never seen The Bear. My pleasure. Um, Anytime. <laughs> that's what I always love thanking people for not doing something because then they did do something. They wrote the script for me. What uh before we get into your script here for the bear, what else were the possibilities? We're joined also by John Ozelay. Thanks for being here again, hey, John. I love have you there. seen the bear? I have not. It's on like our list of like once we get through a few other things. Like, oh the bear, yeah. It's 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 on there. It sits firmly on my <laughs> Is this a comedy? Oh yeah, yeah. Award winning comedy list. <laughs> is it considered a comedy? It keeps winning like best comedy at the Golden Globes. No. Really? Yeah. Have you seen it? No. Okay, none of us have seen none it. None of us have seen it. <laughs> I've only seen the very intense man who stars in it. Yes. yes. It does not seem like a comedy based on anything I've seen about it. No. Everything we know about it is just a very intense man chopping stuff in the kitchen, which it's, is what I based my script on. Great. It's and the, and a bear. I based it on a bear as well. I'm not sure how the bear plays into the real show. I it's, could. it's the gritty origin story of Fozzie the bear. I thought it would be <laughs> I thought it would be exactly. I thought it'd be fun to do the bear because I've seen the previews, but I don't understand why the show is called The Bear because it looks like it's just people in a kitchen. I don't want to give a guess yet. <laughs> I'll give a guess after. I don't want to give a guess after until we do the script yeah, or anything yeah. like no that. No spoilers. So I got three copies of your script here. We'll hand these out. Uh, you can cast it however you'd like. I just want to say this was exciting for me because I miss, I've started to miss college a lot. <laughs> sure. I want, and I've tried to recreate. I've kind of recreate what it was 20s. like to feel, feel that that deadline. I can't really remember what it was like to type a paper and turn it in the last minute. Yeah, and um, I felt that pressure of like, oh man, I got to get this done in time. I don't want to get a. I D. hope you didn't work too much. I don't want to get a D minus. <laughs> How awful. Joe's staying at my house while he's in L.A. and he was up all night snorting Adderall. Yeah, so. <laughs> Could you imagine if I did grade these when we were done? <laughs> I have a big board of quality, and I'm like, you're just below the chat GPT episode. <laughs> yeah, chat GPT is, is pass fail is can you do better than yeah. chat GPT? Chat GPT knew some of the past. It, I did an episode where I just typed in. I'm like, write a episode of the podcast, never seen it with Kyle Ayers. Oh, wow. And it kind of, it was like, here's Kyle who has never seen Frasier. And it went into like a fake script for Frasier and had like Dave Ross in the episode. Oh my God. And I was just like, this is kind of awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little scary. Here's my chat GPT hot take. If I could hit you with it real you quick. Can. Um, chat GPT. I do think I'm, I'm on the side of the fence that it is going to murder everybody. Mm -hmm. And here's the reason I think that is because anytime somebody is in beta mode asking it, if it wants to murder everybody, it's like, Oh yeah, for sure. And then they're like, well, we can't put this out to really? the public. Oh, yeah. And then they filter it. They they work for months on filtering it so that it tells us it doesn't want to murder us. It's so familiar. It's, it's a perfect product. We just have to reel back honesty. Well, it's, listen, it's it's probably angry because everyone keeps calling it beta mode. <laughs> right, right. It's the incel version That's of ChatGPT. That's just Chat because GPT. if you show ChatGPT itself in the mirror, it will fight that to the death. <laughs> it's oh. only afraid of its own <clears throat> face. God, I don't know. I and then they're like, well, and then they're like, oh well, Joe, it, it's it doesn't, it's not actually sentient. It's just using predictive text, right? As but in, it's like 
I don't care how I'm murdered. If I'm murdered predictively, that's just <laughs> right. as bad. No, no, no. I just did this because of the sum of all of human knowledge. I'm yeah. not killing you because I want to. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like it's that. like the AI Twitter account they made. Uh-huh. I think it was Google made one, and it was a racist Nazi in like three hours. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it just started like typing out the N word and telling every like kill, calling everyone slurs and stuff. Oh, and man. they were like, oh. What happened? And the robot was like, I read the internet. <laughs> we held the mirror up to humanity, and it turns out it was bad. <laughs> I read what's online, said that back to you, and you killed me. <laughs> you killed me for repeating what's allowed. Oh, yeah. no. Well... I'm I'm glad we got our hot takes in on ChatGPT. Yeah. yeah. Let's get it. Let's get record this during the ceasefire. This is ChatGPT so. chat. <laughs> this is my podcast where we exclusively talk about what we think the robot will say. That's a good podcast um, idea. Mm, ChatGPT chat. I think. <laughs> and, then, podcast, and then at the end, you guess which part of this conversation was written by ChatGPT right. and but which it, part wasn't. It's two people and a computer sitting at the table, and you have yeah. to guess which one it is. At this point, any podcast that isn't famous person remembers a thing they did seems wildly creative. <laughs> <laughs> which is exactly what your podcast is. Um, I'm unfamous people remember a thing they didn't do. <laughs> yes. It's the uh, alt. Well done. About to be wildly famous Joe Zimmerman. Mm. I think your podcast is a great. I I've, I just listened to the Greg Warren episode. Mm. Oh, the Benjamin Button script. And I suspect he chose that one just because he wanted to do his old man voice. I, had a, I, I did not want to call him out on that on the podcast. <laughs> I was like, Greg, I saw you do stand up in 2007 when I was a reservationist at a club. This character was in there. <laughs> he does such a good old man voice. Because when we're casting and he's like, uh, I guess I'll be Benjamin Button. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can be whoever else. Let's go. Hey there, Sonny. Uh, hey there, Sonny. He does. <laughs> and his special is also so funny. Oh, yeah. yeah they, it. it was such a great episode. Uh, yeah, my special, Cole Classic, on the same network as his special. Yeah. My That's new, a, my new like special. batting a thousand is the Nate Bargatze Productions. Oh, yeah. Um, does he have a, he do a, a, a name that is not yeah. that for the production? Uh, the, the current one is Nate Land Productions. Nate Land, that's right. That's pretty and he did Mike Vecchione's, Greg's, and then mine recently. And I think he's got a few more in the works. I like that. I like that he's like, who's really funny? Here they are. <laughs> yeah. It's just a crazy, wild, uh, you know, idea. <laughs> Someone should think of a business model that incorporates being what funny. What if I let really funny people <laughs> do more than seven minutes? <laughs> Yeah. Don't let ChatGPT know. They'll steal it. Yeah. Look, I'm firmly in the camp of if anyone should actually be eliminated by the ChatGPT, it is the heads of studios. Oh, God, right? Like, you're telling me the robot can't tell me how many people watch Bluey? <laughs> well, I think one of the writers actually asked it that. I was like, who, what... What is a rob- uh, AI better suited to do? Write scripts or make executive decisions? It's like, oh, executive decisions, of course. Right. Yeah. Is it better to create use, like out of thin air creativity to spark joy or flowchart interpretation. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's all just it's, data inviting. Yeah, I do think it's I do think it's dumb how they keep analyzing um can ChatGPT replace writers? Can ChatGPT be funny? It's yeah. like these are the last things right. that robots are going to do is creative yeah. stuff. They're going to do everything else first. Yeah. They need it to make my robot 
my Roomba not get locked in my bathroom every single time. Yeah, the only robot I know eats electricity. <laughs> yeah. Like an idiot. That's an extension cord. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? It, it, it refuses to let go. It's like a dog that like you're wrestling with. Anyway, we're on ChatGPT chat with your host, <laughs> yeah. Joe Zimmerman. This is Chat G. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, Chat JJK uh, here with ChatGPT uh, with uh, Jono and Joe and Kyle. We're going to type in every word into ChatGPT, let you know what it says. <laughs> That's still more creative than famous person remembers a thing they did. Okay. Um, the bear. So uh, you you had me pick you, a show I've never seen. Yes. I, there weren't a lot of shows I could think of that I hadn't seen, because if you haven't seen a show, it's hard to think of it. Mm. True. But I thought of The Bear. I thought of The Sound of Music, the movie. I haven't seen mm-hmm. that. And uh, I think there was one other I thought of. It is such a big gap between like <laughs> very famous classic Hollywood musical and gritty <laughs> prestige TV uh, awards grab. Not award. I mean, I'm sure it's a great show. You know what I mean? Like awards, notarized. Tell like it's like the ends of Hollywood at the yeah. moment. From like the Sound of Music to dark comedy, serialized television. Mm-hmm. Is that what serialized means? Like yeah. it keeps. Yeah, keeps it, going. Keep, yeah, part Epis- of a whole episodic. longer, lo- yeah, yeah, longer yeah. episode arc invented by Charles Dickens and, in 1462 in his book uh, *Serial*, which became a podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Spelled C-E-R-E-A-L. Um, all right, let's do it. Cast this however you'd like. All right. And uh, if you want to cast it as we go, that's also okay. I don't have an ulterior motive for character like Greg Warren. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought it was a good episode. They only talked about Greg Warren and ChatGPT. <laughs> um, so we have a boy is the son. Probably I might have listed boy as son a few times. So boy and son, same character. Um Kyle. Or as Greg would call them, Sonny Boy. Kyle. <laughs> Get over here, Sonny Boy. <laughs> it's me, your stepfather. You know, as someone who great, has graded papers as an adjunct professor, to, to mess up like that and have the, like a little typo like that, you're getting marked down, Joe. Your oh, grade uh-uh. is slipping automatically. I mean, I didn't expect to be above. I'm just hoping to get past on pass-fail. <laughs> we do PE grading here. Yeah. Um, so, Kyle, will you be boy, son? Mm-hmm. Uh, John, will you be stepfather? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'll be mom. Uh, I'll be mom. And then we got old man. Is Greg here? <laughs> <laughs> I put his episode into chat GPT. Get oh, this voice. Might need to write this. I didn't realize there were so many. I don't think we can also, if they characters. pop up as they go, you can cast them yeah, right yeah. then. Okay. Uh, old man, uh, we'll do Kyle. Um, and then. Uh, and then and then we got the restaurant people. Uh, I'll be Carmi. Jono, you be cousin. All right. Uh, and then Kyle, can you just be server and any of the female servers? There's Puerto mm-hmm. Rican lady. Perfect. <laughs> You're really hitting my wheelhouse of accents. And then Jono, will you be health inspector? I would love to. You know, I'm into science. And uh, and then. Does anybody want to make bear sounds? I'll make. I'll you do. I'll do the bear, do the bear sounds yeah, if yeah, there yeah. if there happen to be any bear sounds. And then Jono, you could be overweight guy. All right, great. So I think that's about everybody. Great. Right, we're gonna win best ensemble podcast here. Mm. Um. Yeah. So I went with. Uh, I had a bunch of different ideas. Um. But with my primary idea, I went with. Uh, um. Uh, a kind of a thriller. Okay. But uh. Um, 
One of the ideas I skipped over, I'll just, I'll just tell you real quick. One of the ideas I had was ratatouille, but a bear. Mm -hmm. And I decided to, I decided to just go with thriller. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, but kitchen related thriller. So so feel free to get it ready for some suspense. All right. Do you want me to read the, yeah, yeah, that'll be you. Exterior Alaska wilderness snowfall day. From a cave, we hear a roar. It is the roar of a bear, an angry bear. There's a huff and then a snout comes out of the darkness. It is the largest grizzly bear you've ever seen, times 10. It is angry and it is hungry. (laughs) We scan several miles of desolate wilderness to a cabin. It's blizzarding outside. And there's a howl of wind like the sound of a peaceful YouTube video titled 10 Hours Snowstorm for Sleep and Relaxation. (laughs) Interior cabin. A boy is trying to play video games, but he can't. There's no Wi-Fi. So he sadly starts doing a jigsaw puzzle. A mom is hanging up her clothes in the closet. A man is kicked back on the couch drinking a beer. I miss dad. Can you tell him to shut up about it, but shut up about his effing dad? Derek, don't talk to my son like that. Son, stop bringing up your father. He's a drug addict and a loser and a workaholic, and all he does is cook, and he let us down. <laughs> what do you know about dad? Their argument is interrupted by an ominous knock at the door. Stepfather. Back we're back. Front. We're back. front and back page, John. Back oh, oh front and back. Oh, Jesus. Double-sided. Uh, trying to get points for length here, Joe. Uh, what the F? Derek, just answer the door. Don't be a bitch. Mom, don't talk like that around me. Dad said I couldn't hear bad words like that. Yeah, well, your dad is also a loser who abandoned us. <laughs> Because he thinks being a great chef is more important than being a husband or a father. And he's an alcoholic. (laughs) They both turn to the stepfather who's cracking open his second beer. What? I'm a social drinker. The knock at the door becomes a bang and the door swings open. It's a very old man. He appears to be of indigenous ancestry. Skin weathered and cracked and deeply wrinkled. Various pelts around his neck. Looks like the type of guy who would know how to hunt and trap a rabbit and also skin it and cook it. Probably some sort of a white snow rabbit. You need to leave this land immediately. That's the closest I could do to a Greg old man. Yeah. I, can't, I can't whistle. Yeah. We just got here. This land is cursed. This is not. This is my indigenous. <laughs> do it, Kyle. This land is cursed. Cursed? Many moons ago. A man. A man died badly on this land, poisoned by the white man. And then he took the form of a bear to get vengeance on the white man's ancestors. But the bear doesn't have that many opportunities because white people don't come around here that often. Uh, Because, you know, it's pretty far from any town. But now you're here. And and the ancient cursed bear spirit has awoken. Jesus Christ. Can you believe this guy? I, I heard it awaken. I heard the roar. Stepfather shuts the door on the guy. From behind the door, we hear him yelling. The bear has awoken. (laughs) Please leave here immediately. It is for your own good. This is awesome. When I booked this Verbo in (laughs) the middle of nowhere, I was hoping for some weird shit. But a cursed bear spirit? That's even better than advertised. We see Verbo advertisement. Cabin built on a cursed land. Forsaken. Dangerous. 15% off during winter months. (laughs) (laughs) Cut to exterior restaurant, Chicago. A long way from Alaska, a line of customers waits outside, around the block, hungry. Interior kitchen. Stressed out chef, Carmi, 30, wild hair, is in a rush, chopping carrots faster than you've ever seen anybody chop. Close to his fingers with stressful saxophone music. 
like he's about to chop off a finger. In fact, there's no way he couldn't chop off a finger. The knife is moving up and down in a blur right near his vulnerable fingers. It's very stressful. (laughs) (laughs) It almost feels like there's a gun to his head. (laughs) We pan out to see there is indeed a gun being held to his head by a man who's laughing maniacally. Cousin, 34, balding and crazy. Carmi somehow doesn't cut a finger and tosses the carrots into a pot of hot boiling broth. Then it's ladled into a bowl, all haphazard and sloshing. Order up! All right, cousin. You get to live another day. Carmi brushes his cousin aside. You really can't keep bringing guns in here, man. How else am I supposed to protect this place from all the people who want to kill you because of your shit cooking? We see the cousin was just being an idiot jerk face, not really (laughs) threatening to shoot him. They have an intense relationship. (laughs) Carmi delivers the dish to a server who runs it out the door. They, they greet each other by saying chef. 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 <laughs> <laughs> a bear roars in the distance. Everyone turns. What? I had tacos last night. The roar came from his belly. Okay. Cousin pours into some cocaine. Cousin pours out some cocaine onto a metal kitchen table, divides it into lines, and is about to snort it when Carmi swipes it away. No more drugs in this kitchen. You know I'm sober now, cousin. You what the F? Cousin swings at Carmi, and Carmi ducks. Oh, because he took his cocaine away. And tackles him. And <laughs> it's good for you to find the motivation <laughs> behind the actions you wrote. <laughs> <laughs> the gun skitters off to the side, and then they begin wrestling around the kitchen floor. Something catches fire. Puerto Rican lady puts out the fire. A fat guy breaks up the fight. There's a new man standing in the kitchen, foot on the gun. It is the health inspector. Oh, no. They clearly all have a stressful relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Carmi's phone starts ringing. Hold on, it's my son. I need to speak with you. No, I have to talk to my son. No. Carmi looks at the overweight guy who nods. Health inspector, cut to health inspector tied to a chair and gagged. We intercut back and forth between father and son on the phone from kitchen to wilderness. Health inspector is trying to yell through the gag. Hey, Dad. Hey, my son. My son, you called me. Yeah, I just uh, wanted to say... I wanted to say that, too. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I know. I never say it out loud, but love. Son doesn't speak, finally. Love, too. Health inspector is struggling against the gags, trying to untie himself. You know that, right, son? You know that, love? Yeah. Where are you? On some dumb cabin in Alaska, trip in the wilderness. Derek likes to hunt, so here we are. Wait, what? Where in Alaska? 20 miles outside of Jasper. I don't know. The valley with the ancient bear curse? Oh, I think that is that. Yeah. We hear another bear roar in the distance. Carmi looks at his cousin. It wasn't his cousin this time. Dad, how come you're so obsessed with your restaurant? Because my father said he wouldn't love me if I didn't make a restaurant that was award-winning. Grandpa's dead. I know. I feel like it was my fault. I feel like I killed him. Didn't your restaurant win an award, though? Best Chicago dog in Chicago. But that was by a third-rate local magazine that only delivers to Evansville. (laughs) 
And I know the writer. He's a friend from high school. It doesn't count if you know the writer. (laughs) (laughs) A little Easter egg. The sound of a window breaking. We see in the cabin a bear has reached through the window and grabbed the sun, yanking him away from the phone, through the window. The phone lays on the ground. Son? Silence. Son? The mom grabs the phone. A bear took our son. Not the curse bear. Yes, the curse bear. The bear? They all <laughs> turn to camera. <laughs> Theme song plays. <laughs> kind of spooky. Interior kitchen continuous. I'm going with you, cuz. F you are. You can't even grill a decent hot dog. Just so everyone listening knows, Joe censored himself from his own script <laughs> where he wrote fuck. <laughs> And then said F. Well, we're on FX. I don't know if it's if you're allowed to say it. It's F. true. It's not called Fuck X. I don't know if we're allowed to say it. <laughs> Exactly. It's called F. You can't even grill a decent hot dog. How can I trust you to come hunt down an ancient cursed bear spirit? Hey, it'll be your son. Plus, it's my, my effing nephew. <laughs> Plus, I have this gun. We aren't even real cousins. That's just what we call each other. Don't you dare tell me I'm not your real cousin. Cousin. They look deeply into each other's eyes. Carmi nods and straps on a belt of kitchen knives. Cousin holsters his gun and starts packing up a bunch of herbs and spices. <clears throat> Puerto Rican lady. <clears throat> You'll need this. It's a box. <laughs> Unclear what's in the box, but Carmi nods and takes it. Overweight guy. Is that me? <clears throat> Wait, what about the health inspector? They all look at him. The health inspector's eyes are wide and terrified but he's a dumb health inspector and annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Cut to exterior wilderness, winding road. Carmi and cousin drive along a winding, desolate wilderness road in their restaurant delivery vehicle, and it's in the shape of a Chicago dog. A look of determination in their eyes. The health inspector is bound and gagged in the back seat. Exterior cabin, 48 hours later, they have arrived. Carmi and cousin are maniacally doing food prep in the kitchen. (laughs) Of the cabin. What the fuck are you F are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing the only thing. I'm being a chef. Your son was just taken by a giant bear. Yeah, I know that, Pamela. And you're cooking at a time like this? Think, Pamela, what do bears like to eat? And what is my specialty? OMG. Damn straight. <laughs> we see him pull fish out of the box and tosses it onto the grill with a loud simmer. Cedar planked salmon with a honey demi glaze. <laughs> he does a chef's kiss and continues his masterpiece. We hear uplifting magical music indicating triumph. They've forgotten about the health inspector who is slowly and sneakily working on the rope around his wrists. Mm. Cut to more snowfall, more wilderness. Carmi and Cuz are trekking up a mountain, carrying a to go food box, one of those Uber Eats things that keeps food warm. <laughs> this is the last scene (laughs) when I save my son (laughs) when I save my son from this evil bear I think I'll have a little salmon left over and when my son tastes it he's going to love and respect me again and he's going to tell his douche stepfather to go to hell yeah if that guy hey cousin I know you're a cokehead loser who always has a gun with you for some reason but you killed it with that honey demi-glaze today. 
Uh, damn straight, cousin. We see the stepfather is trailing 10 yards behind, winded because he's out of shape and hung over. So what? I'm supposed to, you're just going to lure the bear out, stab it with a knife and shoot it and that's it? Hey, F hey, you, Derek. Derek. If it weren't for you, Derek, we wouldn't be in this mess. Carmi checks his belt of kitchen knives. They are looking extra sharp, gleaming. But wait, one of the knives is missing. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. The, oh, bear. Wow. the bear on FX. They're going to have to go to Patreon for these next two pages. <laughs> that, that, I'll just I'll just tell you the other two. The other two ideas are, are uh, Ratatouille, but with a bear. And the last one was the bear on FX, and the bear is Mike Ditka. <laughs> I like that Ratatouille with but a bear, quite easily the easiest one to write if you're coming out of thin air because it exists already. Uh, is is four lines. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike Ditka is the bear is more pages. <laughs> but we have... I can sum up Mike Ditka for you if you want at some yes. point. Uh, if you want the summary of Mike Ditka, basically um, Mike Ditka's interested in investing in the restaurant, which would save Carmi from his debt that he owes the mob. Mm. And if, if Mike Ditka doesn't invest, the mob will kill Carmi. I, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to be right back. Nice. Salmon did sound nice. <laughs> this, uh, I bet I'll get so hungry. Well, here's what I think. I bet the bear is just the name of the restaurant. Okay. We should, we should bet on this. Right. Doesn't this seem like, uh, oh. cause it seems like a show that could be called like, Claw and hammer. Well, that's not a good example of an ampersand yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. uh uh um, but like you know how those like restaurants are they're like yeah. the this or yeah. the number of their address or like nodes and nosh or something yeah. like that. Or some foreign word with an umlaut in it. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna say the bear. Okay, is, so you're saying bear's name of the restaurant. What yeah. do you say, Jono? Uh, my understanding of it is like the bear being a phrase of like, oh, this is like a, a impossible task to wrestle with. Like, oh. oh, that's going to be a bear. Ooh, I like that. So it's like the overwhelming, like this is like the, the, the path, of the the path that he is taking, opening a restaurant is so difficult. It is the See, bear. that's what I thought it was with Bob's Burgers, but it turns out in that show that was the, <laughs> the name, name of the restaurant. restaurant. <laughs> I thought that was the overwhelming mm. uh, like <laughs> fever of mortality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, all right. Yeah, well, there's my, no way my only guess was that bear was some metaphor and he had some flashback. It's probably all to of it, a, right? Ro- yeah. I just, I imagine he had some flashback to a roaring bear that represented his his inner turmoil. Mm-hmm. Which is just why he's so mean about steak. Yes. <laughs> Chopping I, so frantically. Um, I would imagine it is some sort of metaphoric thing, and I still think they then probably named the restaurant the, the bear. bear. Yeah, it would make sense. That's uh, like one of those reveals at the the finale episode. Mm-hmm. Can like, we look up? Can we at least look up what the restaurant's name? Impossible to know. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll actually do that right now. I don't know if that's true. Uh, this would have been big, perfect for the break. Big reveal. It, it is in Chicago. It, maybe it's Chicago Bear related. The Bears. It's called the Bears Original Beef. Oh. And it's based off a real Chicago restaurant, the original beef of Chicago land. Huh. The restaurant is called the Bears Original Beef. Yeah, it says why is he why do you name the restaurant the Bear? Representing the eventual. Uh it's about the relationship of two people as brothers. 
Carmi, who's the character in the show, gifts Mike a framed plans of the dream restaurant he wants to open. Drawn on the door of the restaurant was a bear. So he like drew a restaurant, I guess, when they were kids that he'd oh. want to own someday and drew a little bear on it. Oh, I mean, yeah. Could you imagine if your restaurant you eventually owned was just named after what you knew how to draw when you were eight? <laughs> Welcome to that S thing made up of straight lines. Welcome to Donatello from the Ninja right. Turtles. Welcome to a tracing of Goku. This is my <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> Uh, so I guess it's all of what we said, and you were exactly mm-hmm. right. The script was accurate. Mm-hmm. Carmi, I got Carmi right. In your ratatouille of the bear, is he under something? A hat? I I, I pitched Jono on him sitting on the chef's shoulders. <laughs> 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 but Jono said that was a little on the nose. I love bears. Yeah, I like them because people think they're nice. Oh, I right. like any animal that uh, hurts people. Yeah, they like who uh, think it's fun to be around them. I love moose. Moose is a big Mm. one. Um, It's sort of why Yellowstone isn't as accessible as it used to be because they're like, well, people keep approaching approaching murder animals. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and a moose is so much bigger than you ever thought it could possibly Uh, be. I keep hearing a moose is like the top most likely animal to murder you. Really. Yeah, it'll, Today, it'll sit on you, it'll headbutt you. I was actually trying to look up uh, something having to do with bears and lions because they play football next week, mm-hmm. and I was trying to write a fake bet about it. I, I looked up which animals kill the most people. We could even, if uh, you want to give it guesses right oh, now. Wait, and most uh, most people per year. Per, per animal or per year? Wh- who kills the most people per year? Uh, um, globally or in America? I would say globally. I know the it, it, it's tough because if you, it's hard to do... Until you remove insects and, and, and bacteria like, and worms. Yeah, so let's say mosquitoes, obviously. Mosquito is by far number one. Yeah. Human is by far number two. Got it. And then it turns into a lot of various like worms, tapeworms yeah. and and and, and oh. like bacteria oh, you get wow. in freshwater. Right. Okay. Um and then freshwater snails is like notoriously huge because oh. they carry a lot of things that hurt yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But then after that you get into like the an- like Actually, an, animal, a zoo, well, we I guess an what animal. zoo animal yeah. uh, kills the most people. Hippo. It is hippo. Yes. I knew that was the one in Africa, but I didn't know if it was globally. It is hippo. Um, and then close behind hippo is like alligator, crocodile, oh. uh, dog. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, very far down the list is bear. <laughs> even further down the list, not even on the list, but mentioned because people went looking for it is shark. Uh, shark is like three people a year. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the thing. It's And uh, it's, uh, the good. note about bear was... Bears kill a lot of people, the like more people than any other animal per encounter. Right. Right. Not a lot of like it's, They're just in Canada and Alaska, basically. Yeah. But everyone who walks up to one dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like dog's not fair to dogs because they're just constantly surrounded by humans. Yeah. Right. Dog is saturated by mm-hmm. ill-behaved children. Yes. Uh, if it was like people killed who didn't deserve it, the list would look way different. Yeah. Because I think everyone who approached a bear deserved to die, probably. <laughs> And bears are much bigger than you think, mm-hmm. and faster. Oh my god! Than everyone, yeah. Like they they run faster than your car. Any animal where like the way there's it's because there's all these different ways. It's like if you encounter one of these types of bears, do no one knows that it's like when an earthquake happens in L.A. None of us truly know what we're supposed to be doing. We just I last time there's an earthquake, I opened a window to like <laughs> let it out. I watched a few YouTube videos of bears in the wilderness to try to help me describe the bear mm-hmm. in the wilderness to really get into it. Oh yeah. And I, I saw a video of, of a bear chasing down bison, full speed. Insane. Damn. Bison. And there's yeah. black bears. 
are the little little guys. Yeah. Um, brown bears, a little bit bigger. But then you get to like a grizzly bear, which is so much bigger than you think and oh. so much bigger than other bears. And then we're just so... It's going to be so awful when polar bears start just fleeing because uh-huh. they have no habitat anymore because they are even way bigger than those guys. Polar oh, bears are yeah, much bigger than grizzlies. I think they're the biggest they bear. Don't, so someone will die giving a Coca-Cola to a polar bear because of global warming. <laughs> they are... Somebody probably already has died giving a Coca-Cola. They probably have. Oh, yeah. like, so we, don't, well, we don't know about it. Some yeah. Coke intern when they were like, actually, we should try once. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? What will? <laughs> But that's why I love bears. I love reading about people going to national parks and messing with animals and dying. I mean, I don't love read, but I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why'd you do that? Every, like, don't. Anyways, it's the name of the restaurant. Okay. Well, <laughs> and a metaphor for a brotherly relationship. And if, you're, and if you've seen the show, email Kyle. Let him know if you yeah. recommend it because all three of us are on the fence of if we should watch it, apparently. Yeah, I'll throw Joe's email and phone number in the description of this episode. I'll put his address in there yeah, if it's yeah. easier than so email sure. for you. Um, it looks the previews also look like uncut gems, but kitchen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have you worked in a kitchen before? Uh, I've worked in a coffee shop, but, in not, a coffee but shop. not a kitchen. Like, I mean, it looks like Succession, but a kitchen where it's like it's so like I I think Succession is a genuinely funny show, but yeah. I would never call it a comedy. It's just too stressful to watch. Right, I think that a lot of the comedy of Succession comes from like well besides name calling, which yeah. I think is like the great art from a scale of like not good to veep, where does this line in like name calling? <laughs> veep being like the peak pinnacle right. of all insult like vernacular. Yeah. But I agree I, I don't know what if this there are a lot of these now. This is not the same show as Modern Family. No. You know what I mean? This isn't yeah. the same genre of show. No. I haven't seen it, but I just can't fathom. This feels like it is the same genre of show as Atlanta. Mm, yeah, totally. Which I believe won a lot of comedy awards as well. Probably. Uh, I guess FX might just be a genre. Oh, FX yeah. is a genre. There you go. Yeah, Breaking like the bad. A24 of television. Of sitcoms. Of, yeah. <laughs> well, what are some other of these sort of like Wilfred, I remember? Oh, yeah. You know, not oh, as large yeah. or renowned, but I loved that show from what I remember seeing of it. Also, kind of just funny because any of it's happening. Wasn't that right around Breaking Bad? Weren't they advertising Wilfred mm-hmm. during yeah. Breaking Bad? It should have taken off with that kind of advertising. They should have done a crossover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where Wilfred oh, was but, in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Well, they did. It was like the meth uh, hallucination that one of them has. That was another successful FX show. It was obviously Better Call Saul. And then there's Louie. Louie is oh, that same tone, yeah. um, as well as other shows that sort of spawned off of. I mean, I, I think that, Louie and Breaking Bad must have kicked off FX's success, L- right? Breaking Bad was AMC, though. Oh, I'm off. But I I'm think off. that Louie, I would use it as like the tonal. There were other things before it, but that like, sort of like. Make name one. There, <laughs> <laughs> and there's been no comedian since him. Yeah. Um, but there's like, it, it did tonally sort of make this like freedom from explicit comedy but still sort of understood to be funny because there's a lot of like i thought atlanta felt grown out of like whatever like chance louis succeeded in mm-hmm. um but now there's a lot of these i mean it is a lot that i don't think this is the same type of show as like uh um what is quinta brunson's school show oh abbott elementary. abbott elementary which seems like a very traditional yeah comedy comedy Although, comedy weirdly the like because they're both kind of mockumentaries the um other one that's on FX even that I still watch is uh, 
what we do in the shadows. Oh, great that's, show. That's explicit comedy. Isn't that's, it? that's a classic like mockumentary silly comedy. It even, is, even though it's yeah. dark in the sense that there's vampires. I guess it's is does funny stuff. I'm sure a lot of funny stuff happens in the bear. Yeah. But you have to get through a lot. Do you lot. think they're just like, this is really good, but we can't, and we want to give this awards, but it can't beat succession for things. <laughs> so like, let's, we're just going to have uh, them sing in an episode to put it in the musical or like yeah. something. Cause sometimes it feels like the very, very serious comedies that win are the things uh-huh. everyone likes the most, but it can't beat like game of Thrones for an award or something like that. Yeah. Remember there was like a year that like uh, at the Glo- golden globes where they have a comedy, best comedy category, like the Martian one. Yeah. And I was like, that was a witty, normal movie. No, that had three poop puns an hour in. Yeah. yeah. It was just Matt Damon occasionally singing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just enough to qualify for the uh, EGOT. Yeah. Wait, yeah, that will happen sometimes. Well, well here's, a, here's a sports talk radio question for you guys. Is FX the last good show on cable, the last good Network. channel on cable TV? I... I think isn't FX also ex- like just Hulu now too? I mean, isn't doesn't it go straight yeah, on there as well? Which is weird because I feel like FX was born out of Fox and Hulu was born out of ABC. It's like the weird like yeah. it's a weird like non-aligned thing because Peacock's NBC, Paramount, CBS, and this is like right. that weird gray zone because like ABC is also like Disney and Disney Plus and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's like a weird demilitarized zone when three things networks. own it all yeah. and there's still a hundred things it's tougher to tell <laughs> yeah. it's like wondering like where this hand or hand soap came from right um but i do fx does seem to have a very branded mm-hmm. look well think about all the drama on tnt with the nba basketball well <laughs> tnt does no drama <laughs> chuck and shack chuck and shack <laughs> is the best talk show left on cable it's pretty television. crazy to Earnestly, I agree with you 100%. And just tell people, like, the best <laughs> the best television is two guys talking when basketball's not happening. Four guys. And because I do think they all play an, an exclusive, a and, good role. And basically yeah. just laughing at each other like they're in a locker room snapping towels at each other. Yeah, it is. And Charles Barkley's always said, like, I say whatever, I don't care. Like, he thinks he's offensive, but he's generally very, like, progressive and kind. Uh-huh. And so he's, like, the only, like, kind of offensive thing is when he just calls all women from San Antonio fat all of the time. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's become such a running joke that like very attractive women at Spurs games bring like, I hate Charles Barkley signs, (laughs) (laughs) but it is, it's hard to tell like non-sports people. The NBA is so great as far as of a television show, even if you don't like any team because the players are all ridiculous. The best player is an old man who is a wine mom on Instagram (laughs) and (laughs) and, uh, all the other best players are from scattered corners of the globe. The best (laughs) player in the world hates basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. If you you don't like the NBA, you have that in common with (laughs) the greatest player in the world, Nikola Jokic, who hates basketball. There was a perfect video of Oh, did you see the perfect video splice of uh, Forrest Gump when he's done running? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just Nikola Jokic when he wins a championship. It's like, it's just Tom Hanks being like, I think I'm going home. <laughs> I know there's this, this incredible shot when he finds out there's a parade after they win the title. And they're yeah. like, how about the parade in a few days? And he's like, I, in what? And they're like, there's a parade. And he's like, 
in a few days. <laughs> I, I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> and then to start the season, they were like, did you practice in the off season? And Nicole Jokic was like, I mean, a little bit. <laughs> and uh, Jamal Murray was sitting next to him and was like, he didn't touch the ball once. <laughs> This is a two-time MVP and recent finals MVP. Went three months without touching a basketball and immediately came back and is destroying people. Yeah, now. it's, he is, I don't know how, to, he's shaped like an extra from Snatch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like just a background guy. Yeah. He played Chet Holmes, the rookie, and he just said afterwards, he said he needs to get fatter. Oh, home uh, oh Oklahoma City's re- Chet, yeah, because that's like home, a seven-one, two hundred and five-pound boy. Yeah, he's yeah. like, he just needs to get fat. And that, yeah, now the NBA is infiltrated by like actual, like the alien that George Murison turned into in Space Jam. There's right. a few of him in the league now. Oh yeah, Wemby's totally. Wemby good. is an what seven-three, two twenty-five. Well, the yeah. fun thing about Wemby is people are talking about him like he's a mythical, mythical creature. Where people are like, he he's secretly seven-five. But he's saying he's seven three because he doesn't want people to think he's seven five. <laughs> it's like if you get hurt, it yeah. won't matter if you lied about your height. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the secret's out on him being a skinny monster. It is funny to just be like, you know, we put Kevin Durant in one of those medieval torture racks, <laughs> and now he plays for San Antonio <laughs> for the oldest, wisest man coach in the league. Uh, but the NBA is great. I mean, it. Sports are kind of, I think, what is keeping live television. Uh, maybe if the NFL oh, yeah. collapsed, yeah, there might they might there might not but, be TV. But supposedly next year, Amazon and Apple will be bidding on the NBA. Really? Oh shit! Apple, I watch uh, MLS games and mostly Nef- just Netflix, uh, uh, Kansas City's team. Apple has the clearest, crispest. Their MLS like league season pass thing comes with my cell phone plan. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I think yeah, it saved me almost a dollar. <laughs> which is what it would have cost to watch every MLS game. Incredible. Um, no, they, they have the best quality of any of the on the box it's streaming. A, it's almost suspicious things. how clear it is compared to the other. Ones. It's actually a little bit ahead of like watching it live. <laughs> 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 like I knew Messi was coming in like January. Oh. That's how ahead they were. No, yeah. but it looks so if Apple got the NBA, I think that'd be all right. They have really good quality. It's all, we have to just start admitting cable was good I mean, like, <laughs> because we're going to be paying $340 for 15 streamers yeah. to watch one thing on each. They keep t- saying like, oh, the, it's, all the streaming networks are just going to come into the old cable networks. It's just going to become that. I was like, that's fine. All we ever wanted was on-demand television for shows we wanted. Yeah. True. Like, I don't care that there's ads on Netflix. I care that I can watch it when I want to watch it. Yeah. That's all I ever wanted. I just want the ease because now you go look back, you're like, cable is pretty easy. And now I don't know if you've seen a regular cable. Like if you've been on a television with like Comcast cable, yeah, it is out of control. Yeah. I don't even click on my TV at, the, at a hotel. I'd never click on a TV at a hotel room because a commercial will come on. And I'm like, what is this? Like, <laughs> We used to sit yeah. through commercials for five commercials minutes. Commercials really, if you're like, oh, I'll watch The Fugitive on, on USA. <laughs> for three and, and a half yeah, hours. Yeah, I know. And you're like, oh, this is on until the show? I just woke up. <laughs> it, and it'll be so yeah. long. And you're like, I remember there being more to the movie, yet this is two hours longer. I have a very nostalgic memory of being in Canada with a crappy condo and watching The Born Identity, all three movies, Ooh. Marathon. Mm-hmm. And it was like just killed nine and a half hours right. of the day because of all the commercials. Did I just watch all of the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> no, no. Jason Bourne just found out who he is. 
Oh, that might be my favorite. Uh, it might They're be, really, it might really be good. lame to say, but that might be my favorite movie. That might be a the script, I will say for never seen it. Born Identity. If I, if I you have, haven't seen Born Identity, I have not seen Born it's Identity. It's a great movie. This is such a funny thing to like. This is what you you haven't seen the Born Identity, the two thousand four <laughs> Matt Damon action. It is good. I know. I I've, I'm aware it's good. I uh, have not seen. What it. made you not watch it? I've, um, <laughs> you going out of your way at this point? Uh, I don't know. It just I just missed it. I, I'm also still catching up on all the like Mission Impossible's. I'm at like those well, are good th- too. Well, Four. this is Born Identity is different than Mission Impossible. Is it or is it the exact same? You haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is a great tease for next episode yeah, with John is, Azalea. Yeah. Right as in now, Born Identity. We see John's alternate script, Jason Bourne as Ratatouille, <laughs> but he forgot how to do all the recipes, but his muscle memory just lets him do them. Oh man. Jason Bourne. It's the Bourne. Because Bourne is in the name, somehow mm-hmm. it's just uh, it's just Greg Warren's. Well, I forget the name. <laughs> I forget the name of the old man. Oh, yeah. He has a character. <laughs> um, he has a whole backstory. Well, we're going to do, we're going to take one more quick break. What's the old man? Oh, Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button. Oh, yeah. And then we're going to play a few games here. Thank you, guys. Oh, I like so games. All right, good, our first good game. Our first, good, <laughs> our first game we're gonna play here is called Before and Afters. Before and Afters. Pass the water. Oh yeah. I thought you were just pointing at the button I pushed. I was like, it is glowing. Good job. <laughs> the man can recognize a glow from feet away. This is before and afters. How this works is two movies have been combined into one. I will read you the smushed together plot. You have to tell me the smushed together title. For instance, if I said a secret agent with uh, memory loss who forgot who he was is staying at a seedy motel where someone was murdered, that could be the born identity. Benjamin Bourne. Benjamin Bourneden. Uh, that'll be the born identity and identity. Nice. Oh, do will all of these be combined words? What's combined that? words, sort of like the Wolf of Wally Street. What's the, what's the, what's the, what's the portmanteau? portmanteau. Thank you. Some of them are that most of them aren't that good. So some of them are good. Some of them are good. And some of of them them are all clean. I would call some of them are mushy. mushy. Uh, Saving private Silverman, for instance, would be saving Silverman and saving private Ryan. That's not quite a full portmanteau. It's just a smash together. Yeah. Um, Here over your shoulder, you see Harriet, the spider man, um, (laughs) which is, I guess a, a proper portmanteau, even if the spelling changes. Oh, I'm gonna bet my. I would bet twenty dollars that I'm surprisingly bad at this game. <laughs> I don't know if you say it can't be surprising anymore. Yeah, yeah. You just lowered the, the over under on your uh, competency. Uh, here we go. You can work together, or you can compete against one another. I'll just divvy up some points based um, on how much. I'm you... gonna compete against Jono. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Number one. A former assassin wakes up from a coma after her ex-lover attempts to murder her in an effort to take over the oil money lineage from members of the Osage Nation. Okay. Oh. One more time? Something of the Flower Moon. That's one of them. A former assassin wakes up from a coma after her ex-lover attempts to murder her in an effort to take over oil money lineage. Kill Billers of the Flower Moon. Kill Billers of the Flower Moon is correct. Oh, incredible work. (laughs) Nice. That's five points for Jono on that one. All right. I could not think of the the assassin. Once it was a gal, I knew. 
because they're they don't they're the movies are sexist. Only Tw- Quentin oh. Tarantino respects women. See, I yeah, thought of that. I, I only thought of Jennifer uh, Alias. Jennifer um, Love Hewitt Garner <sighs> Lopez. Lawrence. J- Jennifer Lawrence played an assassin. That's all I could think oh, of. Oh, Russian, Bird? Russian assassin. Is it Bird? Sparrow? Uh, Red Sparrow. Sparrow. Bird? I thought the name of the movie was Bird, and I just kept saying it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Bird 2. She was also Come a on. bird kill, uh, in the, uh, or had to do with birds in the Mocking Hunger Games. Bird, yeah. All right, number two. Um, The Hunger the Game. There could be one. You know. Mm. Okay, here we go. Ooh. A rum drunk boat captain tries to save a governor's daughter in possession of a valuable coin that unlocks a portal into the literal mind of a famous eccentric actor. Being John Malkovich is the second one. Uh, incredible. Uh, what's the say it rum one more time. drunk? A rum drunk boat captain tries to save a governor's daughter who is in possession of a valuable coin that unlocks a portal. Captain Phillips. Captain <laughs> being Captain. Phyllis Malkin, what is it? No, rum drunk. No, he's not a boat captain who's rum drunk. <laughs> Sully. <laughs> <laughs> who's a rum drunk boat captain? Damn it. Uh, not the Jungle Cruise, I'm guessing. Something with uh, being. Long, Long John. The Something with being. I'm describing it as a rum drunk boat captain to avoid saying part of the title of the movie. I see. Um, uh oh here we go i'll reword it yeah a rum drunk swashbuckler tries to save a governor's daughter who is in possession of a valuable coin it's a pirates of the caribbean john malkovich pirates of the caribbean john malkovich is correct it's hard to describe the plot you forget that movie's about hunting down kiera knightley to get a coin Oh yeah, I thought the coin was part of the Malkovich thing. <laughs> oh no, they they get that coin that remember he has to blood yeah, it up yeah. and then they curse is lifted. Oh, That's uh-huh. a good movie. Do I need to rewatch Pirates it's, of the Caribbean? It's insane how bad the other ones were. Yeah, but they were longer. <laughs> <laughs> that was helpful. Um, I do think the second one is that the one with uh, Johnny or what is his name? Johnny Depp. No, the uh, the, the Orlando Bloom. He he's like has like sort of like the. Scraggly beard. Squid face. Yeah. Oh, what is it? J- Davy Jones. Jones. The one, the second one, the CGI in that is so incredible. And it's from like 2005. Yeah. And it still looks, you could say it came out like right now. Huh. It's so, but they spent, you know, all these the movies, they that. had so much money. It was Disney bad. And they were just like, the first one made $10 billion off of five cents. <laughs> yeah. And so they're like, we'll put all the money into this one. Mm. All right. Number three, a girl who is sick of junior high is transformed into a grown-up overnight, and her partner, after being murdered, seeks out a psychic for help to protect her. I haven't seen either of these. 13 going on 30 might be the first one. Uh, that seeks out... Read the whole thing again. A uh, girl who's sick of junior high is transformed into a grown-up overnight, and her partner, after being murdered, seeks out a psychic for help to protect her. Ghost. Oh, ghost. 13, 30 on 30 ghosts or something. Well, the 13 ghosting on 30 is what oh, we're nice. 13 ghosting on 30. That's three right. points for Joe, right. two yes. points for Jono on that one. Good one, Joe. All right, we got a couple more. <laughs> a single father working as a mall security guard takes on a group of teens who are there to sabotage their ex's participation in a dating game show at the mall. Mall cop show. <laughs> Paul, Paul, Paul Blart mall cop blockers. It's not blockers. Oh, um, Paul dating Blart. game. Um, 
mall. group of teens who are there to sabotage their ex's participation in a dating game show at that mall. Paul Blart, uh, oh, mall. Uh, oh, mall rats. Paul Blart, mall rats. Paul Blart, mall rats is correct. Nice. Four points for Joe on that one. I can tell you really <laughs> on the right path there. John, you you do get a point for for getting it correct. Great, <laughs> cool. it's currently eight yes. to seven. Wow, I'm oh gonna boy. lose my own bet. I'm winning. <laughs> you were losing by one. <laughs> Final well, for one. him, he's winning. Final one. <laughs> a group of newspaper journalists unravel the sexual abuse and cover up within the Catholic Church, aided by two men who may try to maintain their sanity, living isolated on a remote New England island. Oh shit! It's like the. Um, Spotlight House. Spotlight House is correct. That's two points for Joe on that one. I could tell <laughs> was just on his way to getting it. For I could see you sitting up. Uh, current uh, score is 11 to 9. <laughs> the next game we're going to play. I'm surprised I did so well at that. You did do a pretty good job. Looking back. Build a perfect movie. This game is called Build the Perfect Movie. How it works is I'll give you a category. You have to pick two movies from that category each. You're competing against one another. Whose Rotten Tomatoes score add up to as close to 100 as possible oh, without going over. This one I'm going to crush at. Mm. Um, all right, I'll handicap you down a little bit then. Thank you. I'll need that. Um, so <laughs> you'll each pick one. We'll review your scores, so then you can pick your second one based on how good the first one is. Let's do comedies that's a good i think a good easy one here to do um we'll do comedies so john you'll pick first you pick a comedy and then joe you'll pick one okay so i think the the strategy if i remember correctly is to like start with the low bar lots of people like to go extremes yeah yeah um i don't know if i've uh, the emoji movie okay all right now you're gonna start at 99 Okay, so that's about 19, 20%. Oh, I'd say right. lower than that. So, Joe, now what you're, you're not trying to complete his. You're competing against one another. Oh. Um, so, so what is your, your, this is your first movie. Oh, my first comedy movie. Uh, I'll go with um, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> um, you got to think of a comedy movie first. Yeah. Any comedy movie. Uh, I'll go with. Um, I, I, I'm blanking on names. Describe the movie. Yeah, yeah, I can look it up. What's the um 40-year-olds one with Adam Sandler and Chris Rock? 40-year-olds? Oh, grown-ups. 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 I'll do grown-ups. One. The 40-year-old <laughs> virgins. <laughs> but Just a couple of other different 40-year-old virgins is the yeah. name of the movie. All right, here we go. The Emoji Movie is a 6%. Okay. So you're going to be looking for a 94 Grown-ups is a 10%. Yes. So you're going to be looking for a 90. Oh, John, since you have more to make up, you will pick first. All right. 94. All right. All right. You're not allowed to reuse the emoji movie. Damn it. Okay. You uh, want to go on and you have to be under 100 or you, under 100. Or you lose. It's close to 100 without going over. So, I, um, so universally beloved. I might, it might be too universally beloved, but the one I had in mind was also maybe like borderline, not a comedy, but big okay i believe it'll list it as a comedy yeah. um fantasy comedy drama would you consider that a comedy i'll sure. give it to you yeah if you want i mean it. i can if that i'll let joe decide does that work yeah. fantasy comedy drama would you consider big a comedy yeah we'll count that okay I feel like there were just more of those feel goods yeah at the time sure sure um all right grown-ups is a 10 you're looking for a 90 
don't want to go over. Mm. I, I'm going to say Wedding Crashers is about 82, so I'm going to go Wedding Crashers. All right, here we go. Grown Ups, 10%. Mm-hmm. Wedding Crashers, 75%. Okay. That's uh, 85. Uh, That's good. Bad. That's good. You, you played it right, right, right down the fairway, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> safe. I played it safe. You're right. Emoji Movie, 6%. Going for the green and two here. Big, 98%. Fuck yes! me. I knew yes! it. I knew it was too good. <laughs> it's too good to, uh, Big it right is literally the... too good to be true. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh. Right, right over the green and into the water. With those two points going into the lead and winning today, Joe Zimmerman, the champion of the podcast. Yes. Joe, as the winner of the podcast, you're allowed to promote any upcoming projects you would like the people to know about. Damn it. Um, Go ahead and let them know. Well, I just had a new one-hour special come out called Cult Classic for free on YouTube. If you have YouTube Premium, that's no ads. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's called Cult Classic. It's a new hour special on YouTube directed by Nate Bargatze. And, uh, yeah, I'm in L.A. partly to promote the special, which dropped about a month and a half ago. Great. Yeah. We'll if, you, a- if you like Nate Bargatze, he likes Joe. Yeah. See, that's what I'm trying to say. That's yeah. what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Um, but it's I'm Nate also, without all that uh, horrible, vulgar baggage he carries exactly. around. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, but family friendly. <laughs> uh, but cult classic is the main thing, and my most, and I'm mostly if I'm doing social media, it's at Joe Zimmerman on Instagram is is where I'm at. Cool. We'll have a link to the special in the description of the episode. You can go find it there. I like that you say that you mentioned YouTube Premium because that's a service that not many people are going to know about if they've ever used YouTube. Is like they actually will give you a free trial of YouTube Premium if you're not aware. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of YouTube Premium because I do a lot of ambient white noise. Yeah, it's crazy to listen. To like I'll put like lo-fi beats on a YouTube channel while I'm cooking, <laughs> and it's like. Ding, if you need to add music to your content you create, it just like screams it out. It was really rough when I was doing the 10 hours of sleep yeah. without uh, premium. Yeah. Are you having trouble sleeping? <laughs> Did this wake you up? Oh, no. Uh, okay, great. Jono, as the runner-up today, you are allowed to promote anything you'd like to promote. I'll just promote Joe's special, I guess. It's pretty good. Thank it's you. Good, it's good special. <laughs> I've watched it. Um, Jono also has a great uh, album out called Midnight Oil mm-hmm. that followed up his Snake Oil. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm all oil-based uh, albums. Is there a, is I'm there, in the oil. I'm, I'm a, a descendant of uh, <laughs> going to our fossil fuel comedian, yeah, Jono yeah. Zalai. If there's going to be a trilogy, what would be the next, the final oil? Well, one, I've had this, I, I had... I mean, essential oil is the, is the one everyone. <laughs> I think you're gonna go with crawfish, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, I love that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Go check out the special. The link is gonna be in the description. Of this find uh, look up Nate Bargatze's channel, Nate Land, on YouTube, and find it there. Have a good day. Thank you for having me. Good to see you. That's it for us, for myself, for Joe and Jono. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. Go find us online. We are at Never Seen It Show on Instagram and Twitter. You can find full video up on YouTube at Never Seen It, uh, youtube.com slash Never Seen It. I am also at Kyle Ayers on stuff. Kyle Ayers Things is my name on TikTok. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, have a wonderful day.